0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetle. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose, and today we are taking a look at Dunbar Syndrome. In the world of Harry Potter, the arch-villain is usually referred to as he who must not be named. People reflexively gasp when someone does say the name Voldemort, seemingly thinking that the act of saying it will somehow make him appear, a bit like Beetlejuice, or even saying the word quiet on a Saturday evening when your clinic is unusually empty. While I'm sure you all know that this is merely superstition reinforced by a recall bias, the reason I mention it is that I believe the opposite is how we should approach CPD. Like keeping many plates successfully spinning, the need to revisit topics in a semi-regular basis helps to keep the knowledge fresh and at the front of our minds, as well as highlighting changes in guidelines and recommendations and when it comes to the rarer conditions that we might run into, bringing them up from time to time helps keep the knowledge active. Not unlike using a flashcard to revise, a brief interaction with a topic that you rarely encounter can seed the memory enough such that when you do encounter it, you have the instinct to seek out the diagnosis. For a specialty like urgent care, This is of great importance, as the sheer breadth of conditions we might run into is almost unlimited. And the argument could be made that we need to maintain a realistic approach to assessing our patients. Determine who needs hospital referral straight away, then determine who needs treatment and management by urgent care prior to being sent home, and then ensuring that follow-up is in place for things that need ongoing care from the GP. Our place is not to be diagnosing more chronic conditions. Rather, we ensure urgent needs are met and then leave more chronic issues for GP follow-up. While this is reasonable, and as a general rule something we can model, being cognizant of some of the rarer and more chronic conditions serves us well for, I think, two reasons. Firstly, if one of your patients mentions a rare condition having at least a one-line understanding of what it is helps that patient interaction. While we cannot be an expert in everything, I think it is appreciated if we can maintain an awareness of conditions, especially one that might have a part in a presenting complaint to urgent care. Secondly, when we're determining how to manage a patient, what referrals may be needed, what investigations may be required, and what follow-up to advise, amassing a differential list is of great value. So having the rarer and perhaps more chronic conditions within our differential considerations could help our patient's diagnostic journey. So with this in mind, this week I wanted to bring to your attention a condition which, while rare, Might be an underlying reason for a very common presenting complaint to urgent care. Celiac artery compression syndrome, also known as median arcuate ligament syndrome or Dunbar syndrome, is a cause of epigastric abdominal pain. It's caused, as the non eponymous name suggests, by compression of the celiac artery by the median arcuate ligament of the diaphragm. Postprandial pain in the epigastrium is the predominant symptom, which occurs over a prolonged period of time. It can be worsened by lying flat and is helped by standing. Nausea and diarrhoea have been associated and weight loss over time develops. It is rare but it occurs more often in females, and is more common in middle age. Using radiopedia as a reference, it is probably felt that the pain is ischemic in origin, but given that asymptomatic narrowing of the celiac artery has been found in relatively high numbers, as well as in autopsy results, there is debate about whether this is a distinct clinical entity. Now, this is an eponym. David Dunbar, a radiologist from Ohio, along with a surgeon, Samuel Marable, published a case series of 15 patients in 1965. A Finnish surgeon named Harjola actually performed the first median arcuate ligament release in 1963, though, and so all these clinicians have their name attached to the condition in some way. Now, I mentioned this is perhaps something we might not diagnose. However, I found an interesting case report from the journal Radiology Case Reports from 2020 by Lee et al. And they report on a 48-year-old female who presented to an ED with chronic abdominal pain and weight loss over five months of 30 pounds. The pain was postprandial, epigastric and burning getting as high as 10 out of 10, and she reported cytophobia. Gastroscopy was performed, negative biopsies, but she was positive for Helicobacter pylori, so she was treated for that. She was seen in a clinic a year later, now with 90 pounds of weight loss and ongoing symptoms. She had various bloods done and another normal endoscopy, apart from a small hiatus hernia, and had a fluoroscopic upper GI study done. Finally, a CT angiogram showed narrowing of the celiac trunk. She declined surgical management, so her ongoing management was repeated visits to ED for analgesia. So reflecting on this case from the urgent care point of view, did make me realise that perhaps us having a working knowledge of this condition might have made somebody consider this diagnosis earlier. After all the symptoms were there, postprandial pain, weight loss, ongoing despite treatment, and normal endoscopy. Perhaps it might have made it into your differential list as time went on. It seems that people often go through a barrage of tests over a long period of time before this diagnosis is made, so maybe considering it a little earlier will speed up that diagnosis. This case report also made me reflect on the fact that someone with this diagnosis who declines surgical intervention may come through your urgent care wanting pain relief. So knowing that this is a condition and why it happens will help your patient in this regard. And then my final take home from reading this paper is that cytophobia is a thing. I'd never read this before and my first thought upon reading it was that it was a fear of sitting, until I realised it was pronounced cytophobia. And this didn't make much sense, since being prone makes the pain worse. But actually it comes from the Greek cytos for food, so cytophobia is a fear of eating. Dunbar syndrome. There you go, I've said it out loud, and hopefully it sticks in your brain such that if someone who's middle-aged, presenting with cytophobia, weight loss, postprandial epigastric pain eased by standing up, perhaps might make you just think of Dunbar syndrome. Will it change our management? Probably not, as we'll likely prescribe a PPI, perform some bloods, and refer for endoscopy. But if someone has had all of these and is still having pain, and they come to your urgent care, because they're in pain, well at that point, perhaps it could make it higher up our differential list. So I've linked in the show notes to the case report mentioned, which is worth a read, and it's also a good summary of Dunbar Syndrome. I've also linked to the Radiopedia page, which as always is worth checking out. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.